Welcome to the Draw Shops Get Genius Podcast, where we talk to today's business influencers to pick their brain and pull out their genius. It's time to get genius. Hello, listeners. So if you follow us on Facebook, or even if you're just on Facebook, you might see some cool draw shop ads going on, Facebook ads. Uh, You might search for us and notice that we come pretty highly ranked in in our uh, preferred keyword terms in in our industry. And you might have seen us in Forbes magazine, in Inc., in Entrepreneur. You might have seen us in a book written by a Forbes editor. There's lots of places that we've gotten incredible coverage and we owe it all to our incredible marketing team over at Power Digital Marketing. And so today I'm super stoked to be interviewing Robert Rodriguez. And he is, he's just an entrepreneur at heart. He's got a great story that you'll get to hear about and how he came into creating this uh, marketing agency. He was born into an entrepreneurial family and he has a lifelong experience growing products, services, market share, sales volume, and profits. And it was his passion for creating and building new businesses that led him to several different entrepreneurial ventures, including creating uh, this digital marketing agency, which is like industry-leading, amazing. You'll see, I think they're number 300 and something in the Inc. 500. He will talk about it on the interview, but they're just phenomenal. They're based right here in San Diego, and um, they've they've got incredible team culture. They've their services are outstanding. Um, the team members are just ridiculously awesome. I could just go on and on, and I do in the interview. I can't help it, and I'm I'm just like so stoked that they're they're our partners and. They're so, there's reasons why their business is growing so quickly and thriving, and we're going to talk about all of that, and you can pull so much from it in terms of your own business. Um, a little bit more about Robert is his combined passions for business and innovation alongside his experience working in technology and digital media has really been key to Power Digital Marketing's continued growth. He received his BS from the Eller School of Business at the University of Arizona in entrepreneurship and business management. And he's also an active member of Entrepreneurs Organization, EO. Um, Many of our listeners are are members there as well. Um, And he's a valued business mentor to like-minded millennials and aspiring entrepreneurs. And you will hear exactly why when you listen to this interview. So if you're wondering what's going behind the draw shop and all that digital marketing they're doing, well, we we get to talk to the team, to the leader of that team on this interview. Enjoy. Hey, Rob, thank you so much for doing this with me today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. So I'm, uh, this is really cool. This is super cool because you guys are power. Digital marketing is an extension of our team and it's, you guys like kind of just became part of the draw shop family and you're just incredible. I mean, Eric and I will, you know, always say there's so many investments and things that we've made, and this is by far one of the absolute most valuable investments we've made working with your team. And we've learned so much just just working with your team and seeing your team culture. And I know like your 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 office and your whole setup is pretty sick, and I just heard that you guys are even changing it more, so I can't wait to come check it out. But um, I want to talk to you about all kinds of things, digital marketing, building a business, and how you have such an awesome team culture. But before I do that, 
can you give our audience the the short version of what made you get into digital marketing and creating Power Digital Marketing? Of course. Well, first off, uh, thank you for those kind words. Those are music to my ears and uh, the <laughs> really the reason we did start Power Digital Marketing. Um, you know, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I've had a family from my father owns multiple companies to my mom starting nonprofits. So it was kind of ingrained in my blood at a very early age to be an entrepreneur, be uh, in charge of your own destiny. And uh, that that's what's really led me to where I'm at today. But before this, um, it was before getting into digital, it was really by happenstance. Um, when I was in college, it was kind of the boom of Facebook really starting out, but I never really jumped on that bandwagon. I, I kind of avoided it, didn't want any a part of it, and just really wanted to get into restaurants. That was my passion oh, and wow. hobby. Um, so decided to go uh, that route after college. And uh, luckily, one of my mentors and family friends, Steele Platt, who owned the Yard House, um, one day approached me on a technology company that he was starting. And uh, the offer was uh, too great to pass uh, up. So I decided to jump into technology. Uh, it was a software company. And uh, that is where I really started to uh, learn digital and kind of get into that side. But I-, I was really on the client side of the equation. So I really got to see the gaps and issues that agencies provided me as a client. Um, from kind of that technology, I ended up starting another software company with my business partner still today, Grayson. And same th- same thing, we were on the client side, constantly getting over-promised, under-deliver. Uh, as soon as you sign that contract, things completely changed. Yeah. And, and we worked with multiple different agencies, you know, some small, some big, um, some of the traditional houses, some uh, very niche focus, whether it be a strictly uh, SEO-focused agency, a strictly social agency. And we just found that there was always issues. Um, uh, A lot of them, you know, would sometimes provide a great service, but there was just a big opportunity gap. And through that experience, we really felt that we could change the agency landscape a little by kind of taking the good from both that small boutique agency side of the equation to the big agency and kind of land right in the middle there. So that's kind of how Power Digital started to form. So, so cool. And you guys are, I mean, you're just like consistently growing like full force. (laughs) Just watching just like year after year. It's just, it's just amazing. But how do you guys choose the clients that you're going to work with? Because I know, like, you can't, you won't just work with anyone. Yeah, um, we are very selective. I mean, we get, you know, multiple leads every single day for clients coming to approach us. Um, so I think there's multiple different factors that we look at. Number one, um, making sure that client expectations uh, align with what what we believe we can get. I mean, sometimes people believe that marketing is this magic button that you put in a dollar, um, you get $10 out. And that's not always the case. You know, right. people have to understand that uh, there's trials and tribulations and learnings that you're going to have to go through in order to get to that end result. Um, so if we, right when we start, we understand um, by looking at client expectations, if, if they're a right fit. So, I mean, th- that right away can get out 50% of people that uh, approach us. Um from there is if they're adaptable and really look at it 
um, from a real agnostic perspective. A lot of times people will come to us and hear a buzzword, SEO, um, influencer outreach, uh, social media, and I have to do this, I have to do that. And that's not going to be advantageous to the end result. So we are kind of different than most agencies. We don't like to just be that extension of their marketing team, but we have a very entrepreneurial minded team. So we look, we try to look at it from a business perspective. Right. And that's not always just looking at one channel, but looking agnostically, trying to determine if this was my dollar, where would I put that? And some clients are very dead set. Hey, I want to do SEO. And I guess that kind of goes back to the whole expectation. We believe that that's probably not the highest and best use of their dollar. And if those things don't align, then it's hard to know that it's going to be a long-term partnership. And I guess that kind of uh, leads me to the next point is partnership. This, we don't look at contracts as a client. This is a long-term partnership. So it's not going to be, you know, one contract, two contracts. It's we're looking to be your partner for life and continuing that on. And that's why one of our major KPIs at Power Digital is client retention. So if we feel from the start, whether it be expectations or the results, we don't believe we can get them, then we know that we're destined for failure from the start. So we want to make sure that we're going to be able to provide the best product and service to our client and end up growing with them in the long haul. Right. Well, and and that's that's really what we feel in working with you guys is that partnership. And I think a big thing, too, is trust and, and, you know, trusting your expertise. And we know that as well, having, you know, our services that we offer. It's such a different experience when you you're working with somebody who they're not an expert in what you do, but they are still trying to kind of control the whole (laughs) the whole situation, if you know what I mean. It's, it's so nice to be able to just trust the expert in what they're doing. And I love that we have that with you. And I, so I think it's something that's like an exercise in being a client as well is to have that and just kind of like release it and go, hey, we hired them because they're amazing at what they do. Let's let them do it. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because, you know, over the last five years of being in business, We've actually, you know, moved up market. You know, we originally started with small mom and pop shops where your direct contact is the CEO, the business owner. They may only have four or five employees. You know, now we've moved up market to uh, brands like Spanx where, you know, their digital team is, you know, almost the size of our, you know, 50 person agency. Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of funny looking at that. And understanding where their value is and where, you know, you guys can align and truly work together for a common goal. Yeah, absolutely. What are some of the mistakes that you are seeing business owners make when it comes to digital marketing and and marketing in general? I think marketing in general, I guess it's more of a business mistake, is waiting too long to launch a product. I think too many people nowadays are focused on perfection and trying to get everything right before ever even going to market. And I mean, you know, we always look at like an MVP, the minimal viable product, get it out there, listen to the customers, see, let them drive product development. Because once you start getting that, you know, that client feedback or customer feedback, that's really going to start to drive more of your marketing efforts. 
So um, I, I often see clients waiting too long to do something before really going out there. And, you know, that kind of leads you into the not understanding their audience. They think their audience is A, but it really could be a much uh, larger um, set of that. So kind of really kind of understanding the details is key. And I see a lot of people making that mistakes. But uh, I would say another big mistake that I see is people really wanting to utilize every single channel or going back to that hearing a buzzword, just, you know, the new uh, the new shiny toy out there saying, oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. Yes. And not really understanding what's best for their business, understanding where their customers are and kind of and how to reach them. So, yeah, that's that's such a great point, because, you know, one person might see another person or business having great success on Instagram or Facebook or whatever it is. And all of a sudden they're just like, let's put all of our dollars into this. Let's you know, and, and they're kind of like doing everything at once. What's what's like the danger in doing that? And what's a what's a better way to approach that? Well, you know, one thing we see is people making knee jerk decisions and not actually allowing the time and data to tell the story. So, you know, people will come with, you know, whether it be a small or large budget, as soon as the, um, you know, campaign uh, goes out you know, it's not getting the results from day one and they all of a sudden want to turn it off. And we go, you know, the data is not, there's not enough information there to make that decision. Does that answer your question? Totally, totally. Well, and I think, you know, there's, it's, it could be easy when you're on Facebook to just throw money at something like, oh, you made this post, you know, on your business, your business page, uh, boost it, you know, get more people to see it. And it's just like a simple, you know, oh, I'll just click this, throw some money at it. And all of a sudden I'll have, you know, a hundred likes. Um, but that's, you know, I, if you've done that before, then you've learned that's not a smart way to go. And it's a fast way to, you know, rid yourself of money. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but there's, there's like, there's obviously there's strategy around what you're doing and what, I mean, we've had that with you guys, you know, what's, what's the platform we should first focus on or what should we be putting, where should we be putting most of our energy? And, and you're always, always testing and you learn so much from that. But with that, there's like, there's so many changes that are happening all the time with the different platforms and the way that people are advertising and what worked a year ago is not going to work today. And you know, your team obviously is on top of that all the time. How I always wonder, this is like one of the questions I have is that they're always producing so many, so many great results and they're always working and and doing all these great things. How do they even have time to keep up with what's current in terms of, you know, um, SEO or algorithms in Google or, you know, how do you, how do you guys manage all of that? Keeping yourself like current and updated on what's working now while testing at the same time. It's like, you know, I mean, this is why we hire you guys. So I don't have to think of that, but like, just, <laughs> I'm just curious, you know, how do, how do you guys do that? What are, what are your resources that you go to, 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 to know and always be in the know? Yeah. Well, I think it starts with knowing your core competency. I think people often, uh, fail in the aspect of trying to understand every single thing. And that's why we have different departments. Our paid media department understands and collaborates with social and SEO and content and all that, but their niche is paid media and they focus on that. They're constantly reading uh, blogs, outreach, going to conferences, really 
going, you know, a mile deep rather than a mile wide right. in that in that topic. So that's really kind of our, our main focus is making sure that we have, you know, we always kind of joke around and say we put a SEAL team around a client. So we put specialty people in the position to succeed, to make sure that they know that individual um, department or product very well. And, you know, that's so that's another really important point is having the one person that's really focused on that one thing. That's their expertise there because there's some, you know, I think people know some um, maybe boutique agencies where it's, you know, two or three people running the whole thing and they're doing the reporting the this that, you know, the the social media, also the SEO, also that, you know, there's so many different things that they're they're doing. And I I often wonder sometimes is that how do you do that? <laughs> Yeah. How can you, how can you make it work? <laughs> yeah, I know. And we, and we had the same thing. And it was, as I kind of mentioned before, kind of moving up market, it was funny when we were a smaller agency, obviously trying to grow, um, some of our clients actually had more, uh, had a larger digital team than we did as an agency. And, it, and people would ask, well, why would they pay for your guys' expertise? Well, they're kind of niche in their industry and kind of stuck in just the learnings of that industry, that competitive landscape, where we're seeing, you know, we have over 100 clients now yeah. and seeing so many different strategies, you know, what the competitors are doing, learning from things. You know, it's amazing whether it be, you know, real estate into e-commerce, e-commerce into consumer goods. You're learning so many different things and can take those learnings and apply them to other clients. So that allows you to have a much better competitive advantage of just rather just staying in one industry with one client. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you guys have this, this really great team and there, you know, there's so many people with different geniuses and what they do. How have you and Grayson been able to cultivate this culture and this like family like team that just, I mean, really, they just they just thrive as far as I've seen in, in each, you know, in each lane that they're in. And then when they come together, it's just awesome. How have you done that? Yeah. Um, well, it starts with our team is our biggest asset. Yeah. So our people are our product. You know, we're not selling widgets. We're selling a service and our service is our people. So um, I kind of mentioned client retention yeah. as one of our major KPIs. Our first KPI that we focus on more so than anything is uh, employee retention. We know if we retain the best talent um, and continue to grow together, we're going to be in a great position. It's going to be a win-win across the board. So, I mean, our team and our people just really separate us from, you know, any other agency, you know, in, in my opinion. For and, sure. you know, when you look at our culture and that family atmosphere, it really comes down, you know, it goes back to the, our people. You know, we have a very open and transparent culture where every single team member has really contributed and morphed Power Digital into where we are today. From, you know, we conduct employee one-on-ones every single month. Every week we get temperature checks via a software called 15.5 to see, you know, what's going on in in their uh, week. Are are they having a good week, a bad week? You know, what are things that we can change within the company? You know, what do they like about their job? What do they don't like about their job? So there's not one factor that has led to building up our culture it's really the contribution of our entire team as a whole to build that together. 
you guys do some pretty cool things with your team too on a daily basis. I mean, you've got lunch for your your team. You have fun like games, ping pong table, like all kinds of fun, cool stuff going on. And I think I've been there sometimes where you guys have had a themed dress up day. Like who coordinates all of that? And it's so awesome because people get so excited about that. It makes it like super fun to to come in every day. Yeah, so it's funny you say that because everything that's done in Power Digital is self-run through different committees. Okay. So we have a we have a food committee and our food committee's in charge of lunch every day. Because if I was ordering lunch, you know, I would. Eat, I love sushi, so we might have sushi too much. If Grayson was ordering lunch, we'd have sandwiches every day. So um, our committee is put together by our employees, and they have a budget, and they determine what to order every single day. Same thing. We have a culture uh, and events committee. So every single month, um, I'm actually on that committee because I, I like, you know, getting a, being a part of that. Yeah. But there's 12 of us on that committee, and every single month. We know what our budget is for the next month. We look at holidays. We look at you know major events that are going on, and um, our annual holiday or Halloween dress up is on uh, Friday, where we pair up two different um, people w- people within the organization, and they have to dress the same, and then we have a competition. So that's a that's a big one. So we know there's a couple events that we have every single year, but again, everything is self governed, and um, the team really drives the successful culture. It's not driven by one single person. Um, It's a very autonomous atmosphere. Yeah. So now there's the question of how do you, like, what's your vetting process for new hires? Yeah. So people often ask us that question. And, um, you know, we've talked about this. And to me, it's the intangibles. Um, I think anyone can learn a skill set. Um, me, for example, I didn't go to school for finance or accounting, and you know, I, I'm basically our CFO. I handle all our finance. You know, I was taught that by you know a really smart guy. But it's the intangibles. It's the work ethic. It's the morals. You know, the, et- uh, the ethical component. It's you know, are they attention to detail and organized? Are they a good culture fit? Do they you know do they get along with the team? Do they have the same values and kind of outlook that we have within the organization and without? So it, it's not always just a tangible skill set like, wow, they're really good at SEO or they're really good at AdWords because we've seen some phenomenal talented people come across the board and they just don't, we just don't feel that they'll fit um, long term. And as I mentioned, that whole client retention and employee retention. We don't want someone just to come in for a year. I mean, this is more of a career and someone that's, you know, here um, for the longer vision. Yeah, totally. Where do you where do you see yourselves in five years from now? Uh, Good question. Um, I will never answer that because (laughs) I don't know. And and how and what I say is we're going to constantly let our clients, our employees and the industry dictate that. Because in five years, if I'm sitting at this desk with the exact same group of people and the exact same group of clients that I have today, I'm going to be super excited because we just have a phenomenal group, phenomenal clients and all that. If in five years, you know, we've grown, you know, we've doubled in size and all that, great. Um, Obviously, we want growth. That's a, a positive thing. But really letting our team, letting our clients in that industry really dictate uh, where we want to go, because that's what that's how we've been successful to date. We haven't tried to push the needle because, again, I mean, we could add clients 
you know, tons of clients tomorrow and, you know, add people or headcount uh, very quickly. But that's not the organic growth that we want. We want to make sure we're sustainable, scalable and and here for the long haul. Right. What What is some advice that you have in terms of scaling a company, being prepared, but also not being too prepared, if you know what I mean? <laughs> Sometimes people get to, they're, they're spending too much on on you know new hires and overhead because of the the growth that they anticipate having, but maybe it's a little bit premature. Like how do you how do you balance that? Um, I listened to a podcast um, that uh, it's called Masters of Scale. Uh, it's one of the partners of Greylock and the Linked, and then the co-founder of LinkedIn. And one one of the funny things I heard was in order to learn how to scale you have to build something that's not scalable first. And, <laughs> and I, oh that God. always resonated with me. And, and I didn't really understand it for the longest time. And it was, don't focus on tomorrow, focus on today, build the best possible product. And from there, you know, there's so many ways to scale and, and build processes and leverage technology and all those different things that you can focus on that tomorrow, but make sure that your product is where you want it to be. And, you know, for us, again, it all came down to providing the best service for our client and having the best people. And from there, it, we've just had that very organic uh, growth. Yeah, that's great. I love that. That's super cool. <laughs> um, what has been like in, in your, in your growth and in your career of power digital, how, what's been something that's been super challenging in, in growing and how, how did you guys overcome it? Hmm. Um, it's a good question. Um, I, I would say it's probably people, um, making sure that our people are happy and that we're finding the right people. Um, you know, we started as, as any company is very small and we're really focused, uh, heavily on SEO, um, as our clientele continue to want more services from us, we had to start growing that service base in all our departments and trying to find those leaders and key employees that really aligned with our vision and where we wanted to go. So um, something I think most a lot of companies face is making sure that they find the right people. Um, luckily now, you know, I think through our reputation and kind of uh, just what we've accomplished over the years, you know, luckily we have a great deal flow in terms of people applying um, our internship programs at the different colleges. Uh, so that's that's helped us recently. Yeah. And you're a part of um, EO, correct? Yes. You recent are. How how has being part of a community like that helped you in in being an entrepreneur and growing your business? Oh, it's been a huge aspect in my life. It's just given me a resource that uh, I didn't realize I needed as bad as I did. It's it's a phenomenal um, way to grow, not just in business but in life. Uh, you know, you have a small forum that you meet with, and they're really kind of known as your board of directors of your life because they don't have a, a stake in your business or in your personal life. They just want, they're, they're going to give you the best advice. And I mean, Grace and I have implemented so many different processes. I mean, there's, there's no, uh, no point in reinventing the wheel. 
So, you know, I'm constantly in meetings or NEO and hearing, oh, I implemented this process uh, in my company or the, uh, or doing this thing. And it, it right away will bring them and implement it and see a drastic change. So it's really great to be around those like-minded people um, that face the same issues. Because it doesn't matter if you're a chiropractor, a contractor, a digital marketer or a lawyer. You know, this, you know, you, you have the same issues from HR employees to finance to cash flow to marketing, um, all the different things. Yeah, I think it's so great to to you, you get to hear different perspectives on a situation or, you know, an opportunity or a challenge that you're going through and how to handle it, because you might be thinking of it one way. But to have, like you said, like minded people like that they'll offer something that you hadn't thought of before and vice versa. You'll do the same for them. Yeah. And what's cool about EO is you're, you're never, you never receive advice. It's all experience share. So the one thing you're not allowed to do is tell someone what to do. So you're actually getting expertise and experiences of similar situations. And then you can derive your own result from that and saying, Oh, I like that. That seemed like it worked. That didn't work. Um, and then kind of construct your own kind of methodology behind it. It's like therapy. (laughs) (laughs) They don't tell you what to do. You just kind of come up with it on your own based on the questions and stories they tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. True. I love that. But that is, I mean, that's, that's the most powerful way to actually see something is when you, you know, you kind of go through the journey, you hear something and then you come up with the, with the solution or potential solution yourself. It's, it's the one, it's the type of action you're probably most inspired to take because of how it came to you. Exactly. Have you ever, have you ever had to fire a client? We have multiple times. Yeah. And that, and that goes back to, um, alignment and, uh, it goes back to alignment, you know, again, un, unreal expectations. Um, and we understand that, you know, when it comes after a contract, they want X and we know that that's just unattainable or they want to continue in a pl- in a platform that we don't feel is going to be advantageous to their growth. So that there's been situations in that way. Um, also, I've mentioned that our team is our biggest asset. And unfortunately, not every client is as nice as uh, you, Summer. Um, <laughs> and when our client or when our team is treated poorly um, or disrespected, you know, that's it's just that doesn't fit our culture. There's no client or no amount of money that can pay for uh, disrespect to our team. Absolutely. I think that's so important. And, and we're the same way. You know, as soon as you're you start to, to feel the, the energy suck, <laughs> you know, for, for, for your team. It's like you, you become very protective of that. So, yeah, yeah, I think that was one of the the best things. And I like asking people that because I'm always so curious. I, I just feel like when I was way, way younger and I remember just working retail in college, you know, and it was all about you bend over backwards for, for the customer and you just do whatever, whatever it is that they need. And my perspective totally changed being a business owner and, and being so protective of your team and realizing, yeah, no amount of money is going to make you be miserable. And there's a reason that you're doing what you're doing. And it's, if there's not that alignment, then it's just not going to work. And it's such a, it's actually a very empowering feeling to have that and say, Hey, we get to choose who we work with. Yeah. And you know, we, it's funny because when we started, you, you want to be the Nordstrom's and the Ritz Carlton type, uh, 
you know, customer service, which I believe we have, but at some point you do have to draw a line in the sand and say, you know what, this is inappropriate or this is not becoming of success across the board because there's nothing myself or our team wants more than to get results for our clients. I mean, they go to bed at night just dreaming about, you know, reporting to a client and showing them, you know, that the huge ROAS that they're getting um, and, and, and the, you know, traffic and all those things. I mean, being able to, you know, shake hands and high five all those wins. And there's nothing worse than going into that meeting going, yeah, this, you know, unfortunately right now what we tried didn't work, but you know, we're, we're doing everything we can. And, and that goes back to the alignment and understanding that we're not in this to, you know, to make a dollar on one contract. It's, you know, it's a long-term partnership. So it's, that's why we don't price our deals on, uh, you get X hours, like a lot of agencies do. Right. You're going to get as many hours as it takes to get results. Yes. And we're going to continue to work on it until we get there. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's really what, that's really what the the client wants. I mean, really is, is the results. So if it takes five minutes, awesome. If it takes five hours, great, but who cares? We're paying, you're paying for the results. I wish it took five minutes. I know. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, it doesn't. We'd be, uh, I'd be in a different position yeah. if it took five minutes. <laughs> Uh, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for for this doing this interview and giving us the insight into like into your business, which is just unbelievable. You have you guys have a, a victory that you achieved just recently. Do you want to share that with us? Yeah, we were on the Inc. 500. They let us know we were on the Inc. 5000, and then when the numbers came out, we came in at 351. So uh, so amazing, pretty remarkable. That it was you know again huge team effort and. Uh, celebrated across the board. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm not surprised at all. And it's so awesome. I'd love to be able to send our listeners to find out more information about you all. Um, And it's just powerdigitalmarketing.com. Yep. Check out our website. Again, we're a full service agency based here in uh, sunny San Diego, California, but uh, have clients all uh, globally. So would love to chat with anyone. You are amazing. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to come see the the changes made at the office. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you very much for having me on, Summer. I really enjoyed the time. Thank you. You have a great one. You too. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's Get Genius. You can learn more about The Draw Shop at www.thedrawshop.com, on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. You're home for kick-butt custom whiteboard marketing videos. Your ideas come to life. Thanks for listening. Please share, comment, and make any suggestions for future genius guests.